Welcome, my friends, to From the Hallway, where we take random conversations from the halls of the St. Constantine School and record them here for your Woo. listening pleasure. Are your interests wide-ranging and eclectic? Do you sometimes fall into Wikipedia rabbit holes? <laughs> Perhaps you and your friends are prone to taking random casual disagreements way too seriously. Us too. Let's talk. I am your host, Chris Yee, and this time I'm joined by Dr. John Mark Reynolds. Hello. And Kate Gilbert. Hello. And today we are talking about parties. Mm. Originally, we were going to be talking about Christmas parties today, but it's um, not that time of the year anymore. And so <laughs> it's instead, it's always just, Christmas in my heart. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you got to keep it all yes, the time. Yes, always in my heart. I feel like we're now in a Hallmark Channel podcast. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but the reason this. Uh, is important to me and interesting to me is, well, in one way, really existential, being the party planner of the school. Mm -hmm. If uh, parties aren't important, I'm kind of out of a job. But also, I don't know, we do a lot of things at this school that don't seem to be strictly educational, namely a lot of parties. And it must be that since we're a school, all of these parties are somehow educational. And so I've invited two of the people (laughs) who I most enjoy going to parties with uh, to come and talk to me about parties like why 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 would parties be a part of a good education can can i try the most obvious answer Mm -hmm. and then everyone can pick it apart or say we'll go beyond that and it would be something like this we live our lives towards an eventual party in the kingdom of heaven Mm. the kingdom of heaven is compared to a party not to a school Mm. and so we go to school to create civilization to live in jollification to have fun and that's where we're headed so as much as possible we'd want to do that right we have lent to get to pasca but pasca is the endless like sunday the eternal thing not Lent. We're not going to get to heaven and have Lent. So it feels like school, which is a little bit, it can be a little Lent-like, and it should be. Like, we we learn things we don't enjoy. So there's the obvious answer. Uh, Parties are the civilization-making thing. I've always thought, Chris, your job was maybe the most important Mm -hmm. job because it was the most whole. Like, we get to the end. I feel that way about our music people. Like, we do a lot of what we do so people can make music and beauty and great. So there's my, like, really silly, simple answer to it. And I'm curious to know how that strikes everyone. So you said, Dr. Reynolds, about, like, parties being civilization makers. I think, I'm trying to think of, I'm sure there are exceptions to this, but they're probably pretty sad. Uh, I think communities, if you want to be a community, if you want to build something together, you have to have parties together. Like yeah, what would a, be the exception? A rhythm of celebration oh, like seems like to be it seems to be very important to building culture. Um, and if you if you don't have that, I'm not sure what you're building. I guess you could date this podcast by saying we're about to have a Super Bowl party at our house, and I actually counted it's something like the 22nd one <laughs> since mm. we got married. And almost no one who has come to these parties is a football fan. I actually am one. I watch the game. I actually watch the game. And one year we didn't have a party because the Packers were in the Super Bowl, and I couldn't bear uh, to be <laughs> distracted or be around a non-Packer fan. Mm. But uh, I love our Super Bowl party because mm-hmm. there are layers of our house of watching and commercials and people just playing a chop challenge which we usually do with food 
And so we do it just for the joy of it. And my friend Brian Shook, uh, hi, Brian, if you're listening, you're not, uh, <laughs> who worked at Biola, I just invited him to the Super Bowl party for the 22nd time. He won't come from L.A., <laughs> but he'll send me a text that says, dude, we'll talk about yeah. the game a little bit during the game. Mm -hmm. uh, if the Seahawks were there, he would not talk to me during the game because he's a fan. So I feel like that's right, right? Yeah. Like the Super Bowl party seems so unimportant. But I can't imagine not doing it. It would make me sad not to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing with that that I wonder about is if it, you know, if parties are the civilization maker, um, I almost wonder why we don't just do them all the time, right? Like this most recent retreat, I had a student ask me, like, why we aren't just a boarding school? And her image yeah. of us as a boarding school was just, we're on retreat every weekend. <laughs> like, we're all staying up late, roasting s'mores by the fire, playing guitar, yeah. like, not doing our homework. So I think we probably should be if we were up to it. And I think this is my view of, of the Christian life. We're becoming, we're developing a capacity for more and more joy mm. that won't mess us up. And most of us can't be happy very long without falling into vice. And so that's actually hard for us, but it isn't the vice. We just need a greater capacity for joy. Uh, we burn out with joy. So I'd like to think, sure, sure, if we could do that, we would, but we can't, so we don't. So like endless party would become quickly vicious because we're not trained in being able to endless party without being vicious? Yeah, and something like a symposium uh, requires, which I really enjoy, it's a kind of intellectual party, skills like adult parties ought to be. I used to like the old Dick Van Dyke show because it painted a picture of adult parties where highly skilled entertainers got together in a suburban living room and did cool dances and <laughs> sang songs and they were really good. And I thought, oh, well, that's why you grow up. You grow up because your friends will be Robin Laura Petrie and they'll do world-class, you know, Dick your Van Dyke. Your parties will be better. Yeah, the parties will be better. Yeah. And so I feel like we go to school to learn to read so we can have Plato marathons all together mm -hmm. and have have serious discussions that are fun in their own way, uh, we become better partiers through the skills that we gain. You know, Chris, I think your example actually feeds into this. So at St. Constantine, uh, you get your first retreat in about, what, sixth grade? Sixth grade. And you get one. Mm -hmm. And then by the time Is you're... Is it in the fall or in the spring? It's in the fall. Yeah. And then I by the time you're this, in junior high, you get a little bit longer. You know, you get a longer retreat. And then, uh, or in seventh, eighth grade. Um, and then in high school, you get two. But by the time you're a junior, you get three. And by the time you're a senior, if you go on the astronomy trip, you go on four different trips. But it's, it's and, because and you have... David Gilbert, he started doing this with the college students. Yeah, yeah, but it's because you have the capacity to do it. Like, our junior-senior retreat, uh, Chris and I go every year, and it's like our favorite because you get to spend time with students who are really good at just being on retreat and just enjoying one another and enjoying the faculty and getting to talk and make food together and swim in swimming pools. And, you know, a sixth grader doesn't know how to do that well yet. And part of their six years up through high school is, is getting to be the kind of person that you want to hang out with outside of school. So I have adult friends, uh, I'll say this very abstractly, that can take a book of very bad literature, for example, mm -hmm. and make it entertaining uh, and just enjoy it. Uh, friends like even not here, Fred Sanders, could come into your house and he would actually collect 
back in the day where people mailed you things instead of internet ads, he would collect horrible back of magazine products and order them or order the <laughs> advertisements for them. And so he would get them and come and read them. And it was just hysterically funny because he's a brilliant guy uh, dealing with ludicrous material. And it's so great to have friends that grow up to be funnier than when they were in sixth grade instead of all the entertainment being sixth grade level. Yeah. I, I do so have a question about up. retreats. Yeah. So if we assume that retreats are about this kind of growing and the ability to party and parties as the consummation to paradise. And in some ways, we learn to make music better. We learn instrumental music. We mm -hmm. learn to sing. We learn to read so we can have a symposium. And, and we don't do all that because we're going to be Plato or something, mm -hmm. or most of us aren't going to contribute a great book to the history of ideas, but because that's what humans do. It makes mm -hmm. us more human. Um, I'm curious, Chris, you do this a lot. Um, why do we often shove this kind of education into, and I'm not making fun of any place I worked, I, we don't even know the right title to use, like co-curricular or student life, mm -hmm. as if it isn't part of academic work. It's like treats on top. Yeah, treats. Mm -hmm. uh, I have heard people, again, not particularly referring to any place I've worked, who said just that. Yeah. The kids will come to our college, for example, if we have more treats. And I've never heard you describe this as a recruiting tool. Yeah, I mean, I think that it has a lot to do with the like fundamental misunderstanding of what education is for that most people operate under, right? Like I just recently, it was especially funny given the, the subject that it was in, but I had a student in logic ask me, you know, why studying logic is useful. Like, what am I ever gonna use this for oh, in my wow. life? Yeah. Which it's funny because it's logic. Like, yeah, when is that the, not going to be useful? Of all the classes, that seems <laughs> the most relevant. Right. Yeah. But also, it was one of those moments of like, oh, yeah, no, we study logic because logic is good and it's good to be studied. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do the things that we do is because yeah. they're good to do. And mm -hmm. it's not, there's not this like element of we're trying to prepare ourselves for a job and that's why we're getting an education. Well, but if that's, the, but if that's the, uh, the assumption you're operating under, there's not really a good place to put your like party class, right? Because none of that is going to be good job socialization. Training. Yeah, right. Because otherwise, I mean, this is a. I was I was recently having a talk with a friend about like you know I the like ways that in a which lot. <laughs> yeah the ways in which he he is uh, wealthy in ways that I'll never be given mm -hmm. the what I've chosen to do with my life yes. and what he's chosen to do with yes. his life and. He was he was telling me like oh yeah you know in corporate America you can totally be the like culture, and like party person mm -hmm. and, and like it's a well-paid job and like it's really important to the company and and i kept kind of asking him like wait what's important about it to the company like why does this matter why yeah. does this matter and after about 10 minutes of this we got to the point where he was like oh you want this to be important for like an actual reason no no this is just for the bottom line of the company yeah. like socialization people yeah. do better if they're socializing mm -hmm. yeah where I, I would like to say like play is important leisure is important doing it well is important you can do it badly and that in some ways that's what life is about we were talking actually chris you said a good and important thing to me about a game i was playing and you said you've stopped having fun you should just quit doing it and i realized at one point in my life not my parents i didn't get this from the church uh, I think I got the idea that fun by itself was suspect. Like, this is fun, and the only reason I'm doing it is for fun. Uh-oh, there's something wrong with this. I better come up with a different reason to do it. And that's nuts. Yeah, I wonder if we often think of 
even if we have like a positive view of fun, it's like an extra. You yeah, know, it's frosting. Like the, it's the thing you get to add in if you have enough time and you've done your work and you do your good thing. And that's really not how we treat it at St. Constantine. Like we tell s- teachers that they can't take play away from students as a punishment because it's too important. Like they, they have to play during their day or they're not going to be in a good place. Like it's just not going to be good for them. So um, now you you can't get play taken away from you if you have abused play specifically, <laughs> but it's not a punishment generally that we use. Yeah, I think we have a bad philosophy of work where somehow work has to be terrible to be good. Mm-hmm. And, and we all realize that we live in a broken world. And so sometimes we have to do hard things that aren't fun. But isn't it ideally the case, like before the fall, that all our work was also pleasurable and that when we're cursed, quote unquote, to do work in the story in Genesis, it's because we now have to do not pleasurable work or futile work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something I'm really interested in helping reframe for especially our upper school students of like if because we have them read hard books, long books, well, they, read, they read right. more than um, they would read elsewhere. And I would really love it if we could start to build a culture where this is a, uh, a privilege and not a forced march. You know, like if we could actually start to think of the work we do here as something that we embrace as enjoyable. Um, well, this was actually would, hard would for my important. wife, Hope Reynolds, because she, when we got married, so much of what I had to do for work were things I liked doing. Mm-hmm. So I would be sitting there reading a really long book, and I would say, I have to finish this book for work. And she said, rightly, oh, you have to read mm-hmm. this enjoyable novel. Yes, I do. I have to read it. Uh, but notice that's because we're a little broken. Mm-hmm. Like, we should be able to enjoy our work. And that doesn't mean it has to be fancy or reading books. Uh, I have a father-in-law who does a good thing about my father-in-law is he has a very uh, mechanical job. He works in the water department. But I think he enjoys it. He enjoys what he does, and he gets pleasure out of the community. And so it's a good thing. And I, ideally, isn't that what we're doing? Isn't our work play and our play work? It, I think Ideally, it be. and, and yeah. it can't be. Yeah. So we have Lent, and mm-hmm. we learn to do this better. Or am I missing something, Chris? I think I just, I, and I and I think I'm maybe just stuck in the same sort of place that you were mentioning being before of this, like almost yeah. feeling guilty when it's fun. But like, well, I'm still there, so. right? No, totally. But and and this might be this might be sort of tapping into a different area of thinking about this. But you know, even if you're considering parties and things like that somehow for myself I always feel like I am doing something I should be doing when the party is like we're all going to get together and you know make music mm-hmm. or share a, a thing a that book. we are yeah like a book that we're reading we're going to discuss a book or we're going to do like sort of all of those more like fancy like you know adult lunchables with wine parties that people <laughs> do when they're fancy and old um I and like adult lunchables yeah, is excellent. That's just what charcuterie is, right? That's like excellent. Yeah. Yes, um, it is. And like somehow there's there's something in that where I feel like, ah, oh, yes, this is me living the good life. Whereas like, you know, going swimming and not like swimming like laps, but like just floating in a lake or something, mm-hmm. somehow doesn't feel quite as much like that. Mm. But I think what we're saying, and I think what we should be saying is like there is is as much good to be received and to be done in like 
sort of floating in a lake as there is in reciting oh, a poem. A absolutely. That's why we have a garden. Hope Reynolds, my wife, has really helped me with this. She'll get me to go out for a walk or work, you know, in our little tiny micro garden here in the city where we live. And I think it's one reason uh, I'm so glad that other people taught me about the importance of gardening and education here at St. Constantine right up through college, right? They, doing that sort of thing, having a pool party. I think the college, David had a group of people over for a party, mm -hmm. and it's centered around mm -hmm. the pool in the community. Yeah, actually, uh, one, of the, great. one of the cool things that the college has done this year is given the parties back to the students. So, like, each um, college house has hosted and planned their own house Fantastic. party. Fantastic. And so... Um, one of uh, one of them did a pool party. Dom's house, our engineer here, um, he uh, did a very fancy dinner. They did very Ooh. fancy dinner. It was, I didn't go to go that one. So was, real lunchables, jealous. like yeah. lunchables was, with toothpicks in them. That's West Virginia <laughs> phase. Pasta or something. Yeah. I don't remember what they did. Yeah, and then uh, another group did a story slam, and like it's very creative, but it's very homey. Okay, what's a story awesome. slam? I um, only know through so, this party. Yeah, you go, and everyone is bringing the idea is you bring a story from your life uh, on theme. So they'll give you the theme ahead of time. Great. And uh, there was a strict, strict five minute uh, time wow. limit. And everyone told the story, so and it was amazing. That's that Super is amazing. Fun. I, I feel like. And we had soup. I feel like all these, like, <laughs> we'll call them simple pleasures, uh, are the base for more complex pleasures, and you wouldn't want to get away from them. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't, we don't lose childhood pleasures as much as we add, like, simple pleasures that children can do, like gardening, uh, to the Lunchables. The Lunchables for adults are better. That's what <laughs> I would say. It's like better food. Yeah, but I, I think, and I think the, the place that, that, I used to get hung up that I think we still have students get hung up and that I think um, the, the edit I would make to that is that, yeah, I think objectively the adult lunchable parties are better. And yet there are days when the thing that you want and the thing that would actually be good for you is the like kid, like, you know, dad's barbecuing burgers and you're swimming in uh, a pool and laughing with your friends. That makes me happy just to think about it. I will think about a picnic. Uh, one thing that Hope and I keep doing is a picnic, and a picnic is not complicated, I think, at one level. Little, little kids do it, and I'm not sure that when Hope and I now go on a picnic, it's that different. Mm -hmm. not, we're not eating fancy food or anything. Uh, in our case, Diet Coke and some cheese and apples. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I keep thinking about, like, if we're trying to get at some sort of core idea of why yeah, we celebrate so much at St. Constantine. I think of like, one of the things we want to do in our school is assert things about reality, right? Like we're saying, we're doing this because this is what we think is true about the world. And I really like the idea as Christians saying like, we do this because the world is good and joyful. Amen. And, and so we're participating yes. in it. Like it's enjoyable is enough. Like to be with one another and to play with one another and to enjoy one another. That is enough. Uh, That's why we do it. So not original. I know what I'm about to say isn't, but one day it just flashed on me here that we are uh, living in a divine comedy, sadly punctuated by tragedy. Mm -hmm. So we don't lie about that here, right? We don't lie and say, 
uh, there wasn't slavery and it wasn't terrible and it wasn't 300 years of awful mm -hmm. and there's no excuse for it. We don't lie. We don't hide those things. But that occurs. It's it's awful partly because it should be a divine comedy. Uh, history ends in a wedding. It ends in a party. It doesn't end in destruction. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think so many people, the reason we have a skewed view of parties is they think we live in a tragedy. We just end in death mm -hmm. and we grab like the comedy we can. And mm. so it becomes sort of yeah. soulless. And I, I know I'm just, oh, I read a bunch of great books and now I'm repeating <laughs> what they say. But I was sitting here yeah. thinking, that's it. That helps me. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. It's the it's the moment and this is from the hallway so i can do I can go go this route it's the moment in kingdom hearts right yes. where uh <laughs> it's where a great sora, game don't <laughs> yeah where sora suddenly realizes that despite what ansem's been saying the whole game kingdom hearts like the core of things is not darkness mm -hmm. it's light. yes yes mm -hmm. and just asserting that light right it's why like it's why I love the idea of I'm actually I'm running a Pathfinder campaign with some friends right now, um, and a, a character has recently been introduced who is like one of the characters that's like really helping them. And accidentally, I think I built Santa, but Santa as like an <laughs> angel oh, paladin warrior Santa, yeah. fantastic. And it totally makes sense because Santa is in many ways like this like mighty warrior for jollity and joy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and, I, and you need that because so many things are telling you the core of everything is darkness, the core of everything is sad. Mm -hmm. When in really, like, at, at the root, at, at the root and at the end of everything, it's, it's joy. And the more you can yeah. enter into that, the more... I love like, that. The more real your thing is going to be. I love be. that. That's I, I powerful. I feel like this has become... It's not something I anticipated in any way. Though, I think I could have, like, knowing my own self as a teenager and stuff. But I feel like so much of our mission is the school has been a sort of long persuasion for our students that life is good. Mm. Um, because so many influences right now are telling them that it's not. Well, who remembers from school or from college, and we do both here in an integrated way, um, most of the Lent, the work, what you remember are sports, yeah. uh, parties, retreats, the great conversations, and sometimes classes. Mm -hmm. But classes when they're like they hit the zone every yeah. once in a while we'll do a really hard thing and we're really wrestling with something and the class will hit the zone and suddenly three hours have passed and you don't even know what you've done if that's not fun i don't know what fun is mm -hmm. like what is fun that's i'd love doing that I, I got to go to class yesterday uh with a group of students and as i walked in i thought well they don't pay me for this Right, they pay me to do meetings mm -hmm. and I, you know the kind of business end of school because we live in a broken world, yeah. and some of our work can't be fun. I, and I want to say, lest uh, this is the guilt part of me. Yes, you have to do your duty, and yes, because we live in a broken world, funerals aren't fun, and tragedies aren't fun, and you sometimes have to suck it up and do things for your country or for your community. The civil rights movement wasn't a big lull, right, when they were facing injustice. And so we have to say that. But notice that's because the world is broken. Yeah. Like those people who were doing Jim Crow caused sorrow to exist where it didn't have to. And so it had to be fought against, and that's too bad. Uh, that Michael has to carry a sword is too bad. Mm -hmm. There are better things to, you know, for Michael to do as an angel, namely sing, create beauty, whatever it is that the metaphor for what angels do would be uh, for us. But I feel, I feel so passionately we didn't have 
even something as glorious as the civil rights movement or as freeing as the best historical movement that you can think of, we didn't have World War II to end Germany so that we could have another war mm -hmm. or so that we could have another cause. We did it so that people could live happy, jolly, full human lives. Mm -hmm. Yes, where I'm not deciding what that is and they're, hooray, I, I think that's what we're headed for. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think the reason that this doesn't happen in the classroom then, the reason that this is a lived thing that just exists in the year of the school is that it's really hard to convince anyone of that reality and not uh, do so um, with them maybe assuming that what you're doing is papering over how hard things are. Yep. Like, yeah. because I don't think you can really have that much joy if you haven't actually faced how much sorrow there also is. The beautiful thing about doing a like, you know, Christmas party at the end of a semester or mm -hmm. graduation and graduation parties and like sen junior senior retreats and all that it's stuff really towards beautiful. the end of the semester is we've all together lived the difficulty of the semester. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, and depending on the year, all of the other hard things in individual students or in the school community's lives that have made it so painful but at times. Imagine lying about the Russian Revolution or the tragedy of martyrdom or the tragedy of uh, First Nations who uh, faced near elimination and many of, of whom are Orthodox. Uh, my son-in-law is from the Lummi tribe in the Pacific Northwest. What a tale in one way of woe, but what also a tale of joy and lived lives and experience and voices that can be heard. I, I never have understood for the life of me why we fear we fear looking at the darkness, I think, because we think it'll end up being all there is. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it never is all there is. It never is mostly what is, mm -hmm. because what is will be moms and dads and children and new voices and new songs and new stories. And come on, man, things aren't that bad, uh, I hope. And, and yet I know, because I'm the oldest one in here, uh, there's nothing fun uh, about getting older uh, in one way. And yet I know from my dad, who's 85, and so further along the trail, that he loves life as much as he ever did. And he also sees the other side and the party without end. Amen. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, you can't pretend that a little arthritis in your shoulder is just a big hooray. That's great. Uh, but you can also know that it's a letting go of the physicality to lead to something better if Christianity is true. Mm -hmm. uh, it all makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Why lie about it? Yeah. Why, why do you think people lie at schools? Like, uh, life is bleak at times. 1917 well, was a terrible year. But I also think <laughs> schools, schools have become so um, stupidly pragmatic. Right? Oh, I see. So, like, we've sort of, many schools have just given up on anything except for we better get these, like, things drilled in. And so I don't think most places are thinking. You know, we have a, a friend, Father Nate Carr, who runs the Academy of Classical Christian Studies in Oklahoma City. He's coming out with a book called The Festive School. Um, sort of with this idea of like, no, I like, envy, I envy I know. him that title. We should have written that uh, book. Like, like a church, a school has to include these rituals of festivity and these seasons of joy because that is reflective of life. 
And that's what we're trying to do in our schools. And that, that's a different view of schools than many people have. Yeah, and in the end, uh, if you do Lent correctly and use it as an act of charity to help people, I mean, you don't give up food and Lent and that's all you do. You're supposed to give that money uh, to people who need it uh, and it helps them. Well, the Lord Jesus says it's, it's happier to give than to receive. Uh, I often have to remind people, let me give to you so that I can have the joy of giving. And I, th- I wonder if we believe that's right. I, do we secretly all believe that if I give during Lent, it's going to be a big bummer? Mm. Uh, anyone who's experienced giving to people knows I love giving gifts. And it's just great to give people gifts that change their life or make it better. But I wonder if we believe that. I wonder if we think, ah, we got to keep all our stuff or we have to lie because if we don't lie, we'll discover how terrible everything really is. Yeah. Uh, well, it's pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Has anyone read the Divine Comedy? It's called the Divine Comedy, but wow, <laughs> Inferno Hard and Purgatory, happens. not not one cheerful moment after another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, at the end, I've I've been having mostly a uh, not book but movie uh, Lord of the Rings flashbacks mm-hmm. of uh, you know Sean Astin doing the like you know as as the the Nazgul or destroying the city like the the new day will come yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when the sun shines it'll shine out the clear, but. Um, yeah, awesome. I, yeah. Did, I just realized a thing that I did, I, look, which I, is invite conf- both of my bosses to come on a oh podcast with me and affirming then your job. affirming my job. <laughs> yes. So I highly recommend that for anyone else. Uh, you, Chris, <laughs> are the great at your job. Your job I think is what important. Just, I think what I've just heard is that the thing I do is maybe the most real yeah. and important thing we do. So, uh, <laughs> so go me, self high five. And, and, well, no, and if somebody's listening to this and thinking about starting a school, I think a mistake is to say, okay, we got math and science covered, and we got lit covered, and somebody can teach Latin, and, oh, next year we'll hire somebody to do parties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's a mistake. Party yeah. first. Party first. Yeah. <laughs> math later. Thank you for joining us on From the Hallway. From the Hallway is a podcast of the St. Constantine School. To learn more about St. Constantine Schools nationwide, the St. Constantine College, and our annual Vision Conference in downtown Houston, please visit stconstantine.org. That was fun. <laughs>